0: I want to tell you today that you have God-stopping power. You have God-stopping power. There's a lot of ways you can look at that statement, but it's still true. I want you to know today that you have the power to stop God. That seems really weird, doesn't it? You've got God-stopping power. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I got God-stopping power. Isn't that weird to think that you got God, the God that can move a mountain, you can stop him? Shake somebody's hand real quick. Look at them and give them a big old smile. Say, I love you. I love you. Hola. Hello. God's nothing. Wow. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Let's go to Matthew 7. Are you ready for the word of the Lord today? Let's all stand to our feet and go to the word of the Lord in honor of the word. Matthew 7. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 7. In the King James Version today, 7, verse 7. That's got to be a good verse. The Lord's number, 7 and 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock, it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives and he that seeks finds, and to him that knocks, it shall be opened. That's pretty powerful, y'all. Look, I can't preach better than the Bible. I mean, I, you, can't, you can't do better than the Bible. All I can do is try to make it make sense a little more, but really, that's the word right there. Do you want it? I mean, do you want it? Because if you want it, what's stopping you? man, we've got an open door today. Yeah, verse 9. Uh, what man is there of you whom, if his son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you, if you, being evil people, know how to give a good gift to your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give good things to them that ask him? To them that ask him. To them that are asking, Then them that want it. He's a good father. We just have to ask. Lord, I thank you for this great church. I thank you today for your spirit that's here. I just hope that today I can be a vessel to help somebody that may be just on the fence right now and they don't understand the power they have. We have been given power to ask or not ask. We have been given power to desire or not desire. Today I pray something will be unlocked in our faith that would cause us to ask, to seek, to knock in this service. And everybody say in Jesus' name. And you can be seated today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, our musicians, singers, workers, everybody who works so hard on Sunday, thank you so much. If you're online, thank you so much for being a part of online today. We love you so much, and we're here for you. The people have the power. The people have the power. The people pick the president. The people have the power. The people pick the president. We blame the president, but the people pick the president. I'm just trying to make a few illustrations to start with. The people pick the president. You get mad, the people pick the president. We get mad because the president don't know do what we want to do, but we, the people pick the president. It's the people's fault. Can't believe we have this guy we voted in. We, we, we voted in. What, what our nation needs is not more complaining about who the president is. It needs us to reach voters, which means your community, family, friends. The people are the problem, not the ones who are in charge. You get what you ask for. It's just that simple. The people have the power, thank God. I don't care what nation you're in. I don't care how bad it seems like the military is, if you really wanted to overthrow China, there are billions of people in China. They're out, the military is outnumbered by, I don't know, a thousand to one. You think a thousand people could not tackle one person? The people have power. Yeah. If you want to do something, you can do it. Right. right now, you can do it because the people have been given the power to collaborate, decide, and choose. And God has given us this power. People make up crowds, crowds make up governments, and the world powers, it's really the, the people that have the power. Matthew 21 and 25 to 27, the religious leaders are asked a very tricky question by, by Jesus. And the baptism of John, where, where was it? What's it from? Was it from heaven or was it from men? And they reason with themselves saying, if we say from heaven, uh-uh-uh, he will say to us, Why did we not then believe him? But if we shall say of men, We fear the people. It's biblical. Crowds can be scary. Woo-hoo. Mobs, rioters can make you want to change laws. And that's why people do it. It works. It works. When the people get together and say, We've had enough. People start to get scared. People start to give in because people have great power. So much power that when they were for Jesus, the religious leaders of their day did not want to offend them because they were pro Jesus. What would happen if we got to be so pro Jesus in our church, in our nation? I wonder what the leaders would do if we would gather together every Sunday all across this nation and say, we're for Jesus. It's amazing what happens when people gather together and proclaim we are for something in unity, one mind, one accord. It's amazing what can happen, what can change when you want it to. When you want it to. So they wanted to say of men, but they didn't because they were afraid that the crowd wouldn't take the answer very well they were afraid of the people. Acts 4, Peter and John were preaching Jesus to a large crowd of thousands. In fact, 5,000 believed and received and, and what they were preaching, and the religious leaders were bothered by this, so they arrested them, hoping that they could put a stop to all this preaching. And the New Living Translation in verse 21 says, so when they had further threatened them, they let them go, finding no way of punishing them because of the people. this is pretty interesting stuff that 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 things were decided in scripture based on the crowd's opinion just want to paint a picture today of the power of people getting what they want if they want it since they all glorified god for what had been done so let me give it to you in economic terms some of you that are in business you understand right now you really understand it with gas prices it's called supply and demand supply and demand we hear about it a lot discussing economics every day people bring their their inventions to developers with the hopes that the developer will agree to produce, package, and provide the product on the marketplace. The developer has the ability to supply anything it wants to supply. If it wants to come up with a pink chicken and sell it on the market because everybody wants a pink chicken, then they can build them. There's billionaires out there that can make billions of pink chickens, plastic toys, because they think people want it. They can do it, but how come there's not billions of pink chickens on the store shelves? How come when you walk down the store shelf, you don't see billions of pink chickens because nobody wants them? It doesn't matter that you can produce it. It doesn't matter that I can do it. What matters is, do they want it? Supply and demand. All you got to do in this nation is want it, and somebody will make it. All you have to do in this nation is desire something. And once there's a desire for it, you can become rich overnight. Because if the people want it, then you will supply it. It's the basics of supply and demand. There's only one reason why a supplier will not produce a product, and it's because the developer only supplies based on the demand. A cassette player is a great tool. Does anybody know what that is anymore? (laughs) He speaketh Hebrew up there. It feels like a dead language, doesn't it? Anybody used to have a cassette player? There's actually children that raise their hand. (laughs) Praying for your families will receive a raise (laughs) so they can purchase a CD player at least. (laughs) Y'all probably don't have CDs anymore, no one has DVDs anymore. The cassette player was a great tool, but they don't make them anymore. They don't make them, well, maybe they do. They do some nostalgic stuff every now and then, but they don't have the demand they used to have because there's no longer a desire for them. So you quit making, you quit providing, you quit giving things that nobody wants. It kills it when nobody wants it. The power of the people. You can supply something, but if there's no demand, it will go out of business very quickly. The supplier is at the mercy of the demander. It doesn't matter what can be provided if you don't want it. It stops the flow when people don't want it. You know, we're talking about flow. We're talking about having flow in the church, flow of the Holy Ghost. But you know what stops the flow of the Holy Ghost? A lack of desire for it. It stops it. It stops it. It kills it. stops it every time. What I'm preaching today in this place is the key to making sure there's a flow of God's supply to our families and our church. And that key is not dependent upon what God can do in this place. That key is depending on whether you want it. Because if you don't want it, I promise you, it will not happen. It doesn't matter what all God owns and what all God can do if we don't want it. It Doesn't matter one bit. It'd be a waste of time to cook a meal for someone who's not hungry. Hollering out to all the men out there who had a snack before you came home. (laughs) And your wife was mad at you because she slaved and slaved and slaved and cooked a meal and you didn't eat it all. Not because you didn't like her cooking, but because you were already full. Ain't nothing more offensive to a woman who prepares and prepares and prepares and you don't eat it? We gone to Medlin now? It would be a waste of time to cook a meal if the person you're cooking for doesn't even want it. I can't tell you how many times I've heard my wife say, now I'll cook it if y'all want it. But I ain't just going to cook for fun and do dishes for three hours. I'm sorry, guys. They're getting excited. I didn't mean for that to happen. I, I, did, I didn't want to go there today. This is not marriage retreat. treat. Sorry. Calm down, ladies want the guys to be happy today, not mad. If you see an angry woman, if you want to see an angry woman, eat a snack right before you know your wife is cooking dinner. How many times have you heard mama say it? You're going to ruin your meal. Only time it's OK to ever let your kids snack before meals when you're going out to eat. <laughs> eat all you want. We saving some money tonight, baby. I encourage my kids to eat cheez before we go to a steakhouse. <laughs> All right, let's pack up a bag. Y'all eat, hurry, eat. Daddy, we're not hungry. Oh, that's okay, sweetheart. It's okay. You just, it's okay. I'll have extra, yeah. <laughs> I'll take the 16 ounce now because, <laughs> yeah. Do not be surprised if you live like that, if you don't show up the next night with cereal milk. get your own food (laughs) you control the market by your hunger if there is no hunger there is no dinner if there is no hunger there is no dinner so let's now let's flip it all into bible language okay mark six and one and he went out from that place and came into his own country and his disciples follow him and when the sabbath day was come he began to teach in the synagogue and many hearing him were astonished saying from whence hath this man these things? What, what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? And he could there do no mighty work. And he could there. And Jesus could do no mighty work save that he laid his hand upon a few sick folk and healed them. We've really got to just slow down on that one right there. Because he did do some works, but no mighty works. God, I want to see a mighty work. Well, apparently a mighty work is not sick folks getting healed. Contrary to popular belief, that's actually not the climax of a church service. That's not what we're all here for. So he did a few healings, and that's great, we celebrate that, but that's not really the purpose of Jesus in your life. The purpose of Jesus is not to come in here and supply you with just a few healings. Now, watch this. A few healings were supplied, probably because only some physical things were demanded. It's interesting how God will supply the demand. And if your demand is physical only, He'll bypass the spiritual. What does He really want to do in our lives? You think He just wants to heal us from a headache? He wants to make sure that the things that we're battling right now in our families, in our spirits, in our homes, he wants to dig those out and fix those. Tylenol can take your headache away, but Tylenol can't take away the marriage issues, the children issues, the money issues. You've got to have an intervention that is otherworldly. And we come to church for a little bit of a healing and we just don't even demand the greatness of our God. And therefore there is no supply coming because no mighty work can be done if you don't ask. The the complaint has been for years, Jesus, where are you at? Why are you not doing great things? The question is, where is the demand for it? Remember, God has not changed. The olden days were not better. God has not changed. God was not better 40 years ago. What changed is we drank the Kool-Aid of the culture and we began to have idols. We began to use the things of the world and now we don't even want to hear from God anymore. That's what changed is we became like our culture. We don't demand anything, we don't desire, we don't knock, we don't seek, we don't want God. And so God does not move not because God does not want to move but because there is nobody asking Him to move. If you would ask it He would supply it. He would give it. Uh, just be hungry today. Just get thirsty today. He is not holding something back. Uh, he's waiting on us to want uh, Him to do a mighty work in this church service. Help us, Jesus. I want today to have a spirit about me that says, I want it. I want it. I desire it. I demand it. You're a good father. You want to give it. I want it. I desire it. If you've got it and I can have it, then send it right here where I'm at. Give it to me right now. I know you're a provider. Supply it, Jesus. Because, listen, you've got god stopping power. You've got the power to stop when God moves. You've got the power to shut down God. And we only have that power because he gave it to you. The only reason we have that power is because he said, I'm going to let you be a free choice person. You can choose for yourself. But God help us not have that spirit today in our church. Because there's too many broken people for us to act that way. There's too many people in need of the supplies of God. There's too many people in need of something supernatural for us to have this attitude that we've got enough, that we're good and we don't need God. It's a lie. We are the church of Laodicea. We're really naked. We're really broken. We act like we have no need of nothing. But you and I both know it is a lie. Look around you at what's happening in our world. Look what's happening in the people of our church. We need the supplies from heaven we do need it let's don't lie to ourselves let's don't pretend today we want him to come rescue us i don't i'm not satisfied with a few people getting healed today of your sickness i want to see god do a mighty work i want to see god do what nobody can do i want to see god do what no doctor can do i want more than just the healing i want a mighty work of the works of god God pour out the Holy Ghost in such a way that something mighty takes place. Jesus' name. God's stopping power. Mark 6, the New Living Translation. He called his 12 disciples together and began to send them out two by two. This is right after this last context that I just read you. Right after he said, I can do no mighty works because they didn't believe. They didn't want it. They're not asking. Look what he does next. In verse 7, he calls his 12 disciples and says, I'm going to send you out. Watch this two by two. You know why? Because you don't want to go in the crowd by yourself. You better have a friend. You don't want to go out there by yourself. You better have a friend. You do not want to fight out there alone with that crowd because that crowd is deadly. You better have a friend go with you. You need a a partner with you to help you whenever you're in jail. You better have somebody playing the tambourine while you play the drums. You need to have somebody with you. (laughs) If we're going to go down, we go down together. So Jesus said, don't go by yourself. It's vicious out there. So he paired them up, sent them out two by two, giving them authority, to cast out evil spirits. Maybe that's the mighty work. Remember, he said, I couldn't do a mighty work there, but I did a few healings, which is good. But he said, now I'm going to get you guys to move and I'm going to get you to go. and I'm, maybe, maybe you could go there and cast out evil spirits. Maybe that's the mighty work he was talking about. Maybe the spirit needs to change, not the body. This body's going to fall apart. It's going to die. It's going to mess up. It's okay. We lean on Jesus. But what he cares about, the mighty works that are done in Jesus are in the spiritual, the invisible places of the heart, the secret places. This is where Jesus wants to work, and that's a mighty work. So look what he does. He says, I want you to go out there together. In verse 8, he said, I, t- I told him, don't take anything for your journey. Just a walking stick. Don't take food. No traveler's bag. Don't take any money. He allowed them to wear sandals, but, but not to take a change of clothes. He said, wherever you go, yeah. Somebody said, what? Exactly. We need some clothes. They didn't have washing machines back in the day, sister heaven. What in the world is Jesus doing? They had to go find a river, a dirty river. Can y'all go to Colorado? It's going to be worse. I'd rather, just, I'd rather just not wash my clothes. Guarantee I'd be having brown clothes. That's what I would wear. That way you wouldn't know they were dirty. <laughs> he said, don't even take clothes. He said, stay in the same house until you leave town. Jesus is trying to get his people to go to mobilize and send them out. One of two responses he said will take place when he enter into an area. He said, number one, the crowd will demand that you stay. But the only way that that will become possible for the people is if they were to open up their homes or wallets and their schedules because you can't just say you want it if you don't invest in it. And the greatest way to know someone's hungry is they don't just talk about it. They say, you can stay at my house. Oh, you don't have any clothes? I've got extra clothes. You don't have any food? I'll give it to you. No money? Let me give you an offering. Jesus said, if they really want you, they'll pay for it. This is what Jesus said, y'all. This is the model Jesus is building. Let the people take care of it if they want it. Let them decide. Yeah, and he said, anybody not willing to do that doesn't really want you there, which leads us to the second response in verse 11, but if any place refuses, watch this, verse 11, if any place refuses to welcome you or to listen to you, shake its dust from your feet as you leave to show that you have abandoned those people to their fate. The preacher is going to be okay when he leaves, the people won't. Don't feel sorry for the preachers. Preachers are submitted to Jesus. they got to obey Him, do His will. they got to go where He says. Don't be worried about the preachers if they don't have nothing to eat, no money. Don't be worried about them one bit. God will take care of the preachers. Yeah, yeah. But you know who are worried about? The people that didn't get the ministry. Because if they don't want it, they don't have to have it. They are going to have their fate that they asked for, that they desired. Hell is not all punishment, it's desire. It's desire to live forever without God, just like people are living right now. You're going to get what you want in hell. You're going to get forever without God, just like right now in your home, you're getting your home without God. And just like right now with your children, you're getting your children without God. You're going to get that for eternity because you're going to get what you want in hell. And don't say that you want to go to heaven if you're not investing easy to say it but you might not really believe it so what's up with this dust off the 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 shoes dust off the dust from your feet the jews shared a custom from the days that they would conquer lands ruled by false gods and pagans they would dust off their feet before the pagan territory in an effort to keep their culture and customs from tracking back into their homeland it was completely symbolic that they believed that that spirit that that dust from the pagan land could get a hold of me if I'm not careful. And so the custom of the Jews was, dust off your feet so that you don't let what's wrong with them come and follow you. So Jesus said... If that city of unbelief and that house of unbelief and those people don't want to believe, you've got to learn to dust off all of that unbelief and go to somebody else that does because there's somebody out there that wants it. There's somebody out there that cares. There's somebody out there begging for a Bible study, for a pastor, for a leader, for a friend. So don't waste your time on people that don't want it. Just go find somebody else that does. Some of you in this church need to learn to dust off your feet. Uh, When you find that they don't want you, they don't want Jesus, just dust off your feet. Uh, That's okay. I put you in God's hands now. I can't make you. I can't force you. But you are in God's hands. Uh, Does anybody else down the road want it? Because here I come with clean feet. Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. Jesus' name. We waste our time on people that don't want it. And you, 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 can't, you can't stop wasting your time on people that want it because you've got to go to the next town. And they may not want it either. Yeah. And that's why you get to dust off the old town because a new town deserves a fair shot. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You've got to learn to dust off what was done wrong at the last town because the next town, they may need you whole and healthy and holy and right because they may be legit. They may be hungry. You've got to let go of the old because somebody else out there, they may need you fresh. I, feel in the, I didn't plan on doing this. I feel in the Holy Ghost, there's something in the spirit that's trying to break right now. You've got to learn to get rid of the old town spirit. Yeah. Why? Because where you're going, they're hungry. Someone in this place today, you need to learn to get your feet and clean them out real good and get the dust out. And you need to have a prayer meeting today in this service that says, I don't want that a part of me where I'm going. I don't want that to get a hold of me. I can't let that stick in my shoes and wear me down. Nothing more miserable than something in your shoe. Nothing more miserable that messes up the gospel than something wrong with your feet. And that's why it's the feet shot the preparation of peace for the gospel. God protect our feet. Because these feet are the only hope of broken people down the road. These feet have got to be safe. No wonder Jesus washed their feet. You've got to learn to dust it off, ladies and gentlemen. You got to learn to look for the next hungry person. If you felt like you spent some time on someone and they didn't receive it, uh, you've just got to say, Lord, bless them. Anybody else want it? uh, I'll pray for you. I've got some more time now. I had a Bible study with them, but they don't want it. Uh, Now I can reach you. Now I can meet you for coffee. Now I can pray with you. I'm going to pray for somebody. I'm going to help somebody. It just has to be somebody that's hungry. We've got God stopping power. You can literally say no to God and no to God's man and nothing we can do to stop it. You have power. If I if I were the enemy and I couldn't stop God from supplying things to the church, I would try to stop you from wanting them. Thank you, Jesus. I would try to steal away your hunger by feeding you what you don't need all week. I would try to tell you to turn stones into bread. I would try to talk you into feeding yourself with things of the world and relationships that take the place of God's plan. And I would try to convince you to get full because if I can't stop God supplying, the devil has no power over God. The only thing that he can do is convince the people of God to not want it. Because the devil knows you can't stop God. You can only affect the people from not wanting God. We've got God stopping power. That's a sobering thought. The mighty works of God are at the mercy of the people's appetites. See, here's what I believe. I believe that the anointing of God is more pulled out than pushed out. I believe that the anointing of God is pulled out of us. I don't believe it's pushed out. I don't believe that we should get inside the anointing and go, get out of here to help those people. I believe the people, their hunger, their desire, it pulls it out. <laughs> I, I, I don't have the right words to say a lot of times, but when somebody needs me and I open up my mouth and I'm right with God, it's amazing what pulls out of my, it's amazing how my hands that were so selfish, they now want to give. I didn't even, I didn't, I want to pray, I want to lay my hand. It's like, it's weird how when you get around someone that's hungry, it's weird how, well, I don't even have enough food for me, but, but I'll help you. It's strange how people can pull out compassion. Compassion. It's strange how someone could want it and all of a sudden you've got the answer for them because you, it wasn't you, it wasn't me, it was, it was them. I am convinced that your hunger pulls. You ever taught a Bible study and the person was really into it? Or maybe you're witnessing to someone on the job and they were like, tell me more. What did that do to your fire? Didn't that make you want to just get fired over it? Like, we're on our break. Okay, look, one more minute. I said one more minute, boss. All right. It makes you just get a fire. When somebody wants something, when someone's hungry, it makes you forget about everything. You just, I I, I get to help you. I get to help you. I I get to help you. I want to help you. I finally got to help somebody. It's amazing. You forget about everything else. You know, you've been there. You've been there. You've been there where you, you, tried to, you tried to teach and all of a sudden you went over time because people were saying amen and people were saying that's good and you told them it was a one hour Bible study but they just won't stop amening you. They won't stop con- congratulating. Oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. And you just keep talking and keep talking because you give what they want. It's amazing what flows through us when someone's hungry. Ladies, let's not talk please. On the front row please been a few weeks now we love you i'm your pastor let's don't do that okay thank you it's distracting this is very serious today thank you thank you this is very serious we're losing our kids we're losing our kids where's our hunger where's our desire Oh, God, help us. You've been there before. You've taught. You have taught, and somebody pulled out of you. You're up on the platform like today. Boy, I tell you, it's a lot different when you guys are up on the platform, and you're worshiping, and you're singing, and everybody's in the front, and they're worshiping God. It just makes you want to just, whoa But when the church is just sitting there like, we practiced all morning. They don't care. Okay. All right, we're done. Let's go. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Y'all singers know what I'm talking about? It pulls it out of you. You were tired. You got up early. You came to practice. You didn't want to do any of that. But something about the energy and the anointing of the room, it started to move you and pull you. And you found strength because something happens when people are hungry. I can't explain it. We become supernatural when somebody needs something supernatural. I don't care what the deficit is, if there's a hunger, God will fill the deficit. All I need to hear from you is that you want it and God will make a way for it. All I need to hear from you is we want it in our church, Pastor. We want to do it in our church. We want to have this. We want this for our kids and our families. You speak it, and I'm telling you, God will give it. God will provide it. Because if we want it, don't be scared. God will make a way for it. That's it, Sister Sharon. Have faith. Believe. She believes it. She sees it. She wants Bible studies taught at our church. Let's praise God together. Hallelujah. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you. I'm going to loose you. I'm going to loose you. I'm going to loose you. Woo! <laughs> thank you sister Sharon you've got so much power ladies and gentlemen oh you think I've got power I'm the pastor no you've got power because I can't take you anywhere you don't want to go but when you start to let me know you want to go somewhere God starts to speak to me and use me in ways I didn't even know that I could it's not my power, my ability. It's your thirst and your hunger that draws the anointing out. It puts words in my mouth, power in my hands. You have so much power. Yeah. 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 Woo. Yeah. 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 Feel the Holy Ghost in this place talking to you. You know what it's like to have somebody ask you, can you just go a little longer? Yes, I can. I know it's 10 o'clock, and I know it's getting late, but there's something about it. Uh, When you're hungry, God wants to give it. Uh, When you're hungry, God will make a way for it. Uh, You just got to ask. He's a good father, and we will give it to you. Thank you, you, Jesus. It's a beautiful thing. Thank you, sister. It's a beautiful thing whenever somebody opens up their walls begins to weep and say, I just need help. You get further in the kingdom of God by being honest about your issues than trying to act tough and smile through them. Everything's fine. You're lying. You're lying. You can't be healed unless you confess. Cheyenne, thank you. And Jesse, thank you all for coming down during worship and praying. That's the spirit I want in our church, right? A worship. God, I'm yours. I don't, I don't have a clue what it's about and I don't care. All I know is, is we're going to come before the Lord and he's going to supply our every need and I honor you today. That's the Spirit. I don't look down on you. I'm not worried about you. I don't want anybody to think I'm going through something. We already know. People feel it, they know, just confess, open up. I'm telling you, there's a ministry that flows through your open desire to have help. It's not me, it's not my control, it's just something about it. God wants to bless you. When I sense a hunger in the atmosphere, I start to say things I didn't plan on saying. You know, there's sometimes I hold back what I feel in the spirit because you're not wanting it. And the Lord checks me and says, don't you say it unless they want it. It's amazing when we have a service like this and I start to feel that from you. I feel that connection, that unity in the spirit. It's amazing what God puts in my mouth for your family that can bring healing to you for generational curses. It's amazing what God can start to do when you open up. I start to quote scriptures I haven't even memorized. Where'd it come from? I start to say things I didn't even know. I apply a passion I didn't even know that I had. A love comes out I didn't even know was there. Because of your hunger. It's a beautiful thing to God. So so let me switch gears a little bit to the other way we stop God. It reminds me of blind Barnabas in Mark 10. When Jesus was simply walking to his next ministry location. And he wasn't going to stop. There is no indication that our God was going to stop. For the Bible says he was on a mission. He was walking by somebody. And blind Barnabas hollers out a blind man who heard that Jesus was nearby. He cried out omnidirectional because he doesn't know where Jesus is. He just knows he's passing by. He doesn't even know if he's coming to him or not. There's no indication that says that Jesus was going to blind Bartimaeus to heal him. It was completely unknown to him. And what did he do? He wanted to be healed. Jesus was not going to heal him until he opened up his mouth and asked for it. You have not because you asked and this is what the Lord spoke to me last night. He said, can you handle me when I walk by? Because I've been there before when I wondered why God didn't stop. It's like I felt him close enough to get his attention, but not, not close enough to make me comfortable. And the Lord spoke to me last night. He said, come tell my church, tell them that they have got to be okay when I'm, I'm just walking by them. Because there are going to be times when I don't come to you. There are going to be times I don't try to avoid you. There's going to be times I just simply walk right by you. And I said, Lord, why do you walk by some people? He said, because I want to get close enough to let them know that I'm there, but far enough away to make sure they want it. Because he said, I can't do anything if they don't want it to happen. Jesus, are you going to heal blind? No, I'm not. I'm going to this person. I thought he loved me. Can you handle a God that walks by? Can you handle a God that seems to be working in their life but not yours? Are you going to be offended when God is blessing someone right here but not? Here's, Here's a revelation for you. If God is working on Brandon... He's close enough to angel for angel to call out. He might not be coming to you in this service, but I'm telling you right now, he's close enough for you to lift up your voice. He may not be walking down your aisle, but if you can hear that he is blessing somebody that hear me right now, just want him and he will stop. You have God-stopping power. Ah. Not only can I stop God with my rejection of faith, but I can stop God with my faith. Oh, God, help us right now. He said, I didn't want to stop. But I couldn't help it. <laughs> because I'm God and I do what I want, when I want, but I can't turn away from somebody that wants my anointing. I've got to stop. Amen. Wow. Wow. The Holy Ghost is speaking to us right now that you have God-stopping power. And when it seems like God is just walking on by, listen to me, lift up your voice and begin to call out His name because He's come to tell you, you can stop me. You can stop, you can stop God. You can, you can stop, you can stop God. What is this revelation? Blind Bartimaeus began to holler and scream. And Jesus kept walking. Pastor, I've done everything I can to get his attention. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Blind Bartimaeus thought that he had done everything he had to do to express his faith. But Jesus kept walking by. Because there's a difference in what you think is enough and what he thinks is enough. Enough. And that's why the Bible says that blind Bartimaeus got a little louder. Because there is a fine line between you stopping God. And that line can sometimes be just a little bit louder. I know right now that you're trying to give attention, but I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost that it's probably not really a desire yet. It's almost there. You're on the edge. But if there's something else you can give, it's evidence that you're ready right now evidence that you've got more to give and so while you might be saying lord lord come i'm i'm in church today i've got my clothes on lord and he's still walking by because god's stopping power is not in what you say it's not even your volume it's in the maximum limit of your faith being exposed to jesus christ as he moves in a room you've got to open up everything and be completely vulnerable before him be willing to be embarrassed Be willing to be embarrassed. Be willing to be uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Shut up, blind man, the disciple said. Nope. Can't. (laughs) If he's close, I'm getting his attention today. Look at that faith. If he's close, he's close enough. I'll shout. uh, I'll do whatever it takes. uh, But I'm going to have a miracle today. I'm going to get a breakthrough today because he's not stopping. And I'm not going to stop until he does. I'm not going to get quiet. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to quit because until he stops, I'm not going to stop. Look what we can do, ladies and gentlemen. We have God's stopping power. This is the reason why right now there's about six or seven of you I've seen you already begin to weep and the Holy Ghost is moving and others, it's like a blank face because you don't understand. He's not coming to you because he wants to see how much you want him. God, if you would just come to me, I'd be okay. Mm. That's the spirit that I just felt. Lord, no, no, you come to me and I'd be fine. You don't want it. You don't really want them. Look, why would Jesus spend his time going to someone who doesn't want it when there's someone that does? How selfish are we to demand that Jesus would come waste his time on us when we're not truly ready? But you can stop him right now. I'm telling you, if you think he's passing you by right now and you don't think he knows your name, I'm telling the Holy Ghost right now, you've got God-stopping power. You've got God-stopping power to show up in your marriage and your children and your life. You've got God-stopping power. And you wonder where he's at. You don't know what's happening. He's close, but he's not that close. You've got God-stopping power. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's all pray. I'm going to pray right now. Thank you, God. <laughs> whatever she wants, whatever she desires, I lay my hand upon her right now and I speak in the name of Jesus. Her prayers right now, God, give them to her there's something you want my daughter says the lord and i hear your petition right now you don't have to do anything but tell me that you want it and i hear it and i give it in the name of jesus sister Rosemary, you shall receive your prayer you shall receive the heart's desire in jesus name telling you God has stopped uh, right here because she said, I want you. I need you. Yeah. Yeah. Are you really hungry, church? Are you really wanting revival? Do you really want revival in your house, in your home, in your lives, in the name of Jesus? If you want it, God will send it. God will send it. Oh, oh, somebody shout it out and get his attention. He may not be stopping, but he will. He may not be in your house, but he will. Oh, I've got God stopping power. My hunger sets the atmosphere. My hunger sets the atmosphere. In the name of Jesus, if you want God in your life, in your marriage, in your children, in the name of Jesus, he will provide a way. That's it. Come on, don't hear the crowd say, be quiet. Don't hear the people say, be quiet. Lift your voice up in Jesus' name. I see you guys. God will. He hears you. In Jesus' name. He hears you. He hears you. He hears you. He stops. Oh, I feel the power of God in this place right now. You've got God stopping. Power! Come on, try him out. Try Jesus. I said, try Jesus. I said, try Jesus. Do you really want this life? Do you really want this life? Do you really want a Bible study? Do you really want a pastor? Do you really want to get right with God? If you don't want to, it's okay. It's okay. In Jesus' name. I want your favor. I want your anointing in the name of Jesus. I want your favor. I want your anointing. I do, I do, I do, I do. Huh? Uh, dust off your feet Uh, dust off your feet somebody needs you right (laughs) Uh, 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 oh Jesus uh, thou son of David Uh, let me get a little louder You. I really do want you, I won't waste your time, Woo. oh God, I really do. I really do. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Let the Holy Ghost baptize us afresh right now with a new hungry, a new fresh thirst to do your will, to be submitted to your ways, to be obedient to your statutes, God. I am not playing games. I really want to be in revival. I really want to be a servant. That's it. He hears you. Come on. You can say it and not mean it. But you've got to mean it right now. You've got to mean it right now. He will stop. He will stop. He will stop yeah he does he will he will he made us he loves us he's all about us but we're just not always about him I'm real God I'm serious God I pray right now let there be a hunger and a thirst for you I pray right now let there be a hunger and a thirst for you in Jesus name thank you Jesus Oh, God. Oh, I am. I'm serious, God. I'm not just saying it, God. I really want this life in the name of Jesus. I'm not just attending church. I really am hungry. Show me your ways. Show me your ways in Jesus' name right now. Show me your ways. Show God you're ready. Show God show God I can't just say it I got to show it Uh, I really am ready Jesus